as uh, politicians and military men, presumably sane, uh, talk calmly of a possible nuclear war, we have as guests around the microphone two survivors of a bomb that uh, was a firecracker compared to what is available today for destroyers. Uh, survivors Hiroshima, the atom bomb that fell upon humans, not something that Mr. Einstein contemplated. August 6th, 1945. It's Hideko Tamura, who's now living in the uh, United States, uh, Tammy, Tammy Friedman, Hideko Tamura, as well as uh, Mr. Kido, Hajime Kido, who's visiting from Japan. There's also a student visiting from Japan who's leading an anti-nuclear bomb move, uh, movement, Yasami Nakajima. And with them are two interpreters, Yasu Hirasawa and Ann Terry, who's lived in Japan for some 20 years. And perhaps just their thoughts, they're recalling that time and the implications for today. And we'll tell you about the mission indeed and the work of Mr. Kido in a moment, as well as the young student, Masami Nakajima. And this is in conjunction with the fact that, as you know, there will be a, a tremendous rally in Washington and a demonstration of perhaps a million people in front of the UN during the disarmament session on June 12th, and of this sometime during the conversation. In a moment, our guests and their reflections after this message. They were looking up at, in the sky, trying to spot the airplane. Mm. But, but, and then she thought that there was a very big flash so, in the sky, so she uh, hit her face on the ground. そうそうとあのその瞬間に飛ばされたような気がします。で、飛ばされたような気がします。で、飛ばされたような気がします。で、飛ばされたような気がします。で、飛ばされたような気がします。で、飛ばされたような気がします。で、飛ばされたような気が
after her friends who were in the river. I don't think I can say it. I know this is difficult, hearing the voice of that young girl was 1962, a young woman who survived Hiroshima recalling that moment. And uh, there was a song you sang before that. And I was thinking, uh, Tammy, yes. uh, in hearing that voice, I suppose all sorts of, I know this is difficult, but it has to be done. Uh, you recall you too were there. Yes, I was. What about that song that you and your colleagues around the table were singing, that children's song? Well, that was actually a much happier song, of a happier time. It's a song sang by children, um, and it's about coming home because the sky is blazing now, the sun is setting. Let us hold our hands together and be our wife, home. So that was a happy children's song. You said the sky is blazing. Yes, in sunset. I was thinking of the irony, of course, of two different skies, both blazing. Yes, I, I think Mr. Kido probably, who stayed on there, could also tell you about Mr. that. Mr. Kido, who, by the way, is leading a, a movement, a signature campaign to abolish nuclear weapons and has gathered already I understand 30 million signatures have been gathered, and we'll, we'll, we'll know more of the Japanese anti-nuclear. Uh, 400,000 people showed up recently. And uh, Mr. Kido, perhaps to ask Mr. Kido, uh, in hearing that young woman's voice, what is his first thought in his own memory? When I heard that young woman's voice just now, I could immediately recall the, the moment 37 years ago. Well, perhaps just reflect generally. You need not wait for questions, you know, thoughts that come to your mind. What was it? Do you recall, of course, we live today when that atom bomb is just a firecracker compared to what is today. From my own experience, I would say that we're in this day and age, we're thinking too easily, too facilely about nuclear weapons, nuclear bombs. And we seem to focus a lot upon the destructive power of the weapon itself. But even if one were to survive, with all the residual radiation, tremendous amount of diseases and symptoms, people will die eventually anyway, even after the fact. So and from my point of view, those who say that it'll be safe enough if you can stay in a shelter for the time period, these are people who are talking without knowing the experiences of the Hibakusha, and this is really just an illusion. The Hibakusha are the survivors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Hi, so this That's right. 
そしてあの被爆者にも日本ではまあ4つの形があります一つは直接に受けた人それからあの落ちた時にはその場にいなかったけれども後から救援に助けに入った人身寄りを探しに入った人それから3つ目には市内には入らないけれども遠くの地点におって市内から運ばれてきた傷ついた被爆者を手当てをした人々。The third would be those who remained outside of the area but who were taking care of people who were brought away from the city. それから4番目にはそれぞれの,あの1番から3番までの方たちの腹の中に入っていた子ども And the fourth group, fourth group would be those who were in their mother's womb at the time for all three of these groups in utero exposure. So, そういう人々を被爆者と言っています。These are the four groups of people that we call 被爆者 in Japan. I'm going to ask, of course, Mr. Kido as well as Tammy, how each group were affected. Perhaps even personal. Tammy, your own personal experience, your memory. You were a little girl then. Yes, I was in my home, which happened to be a very protective kind of a shelter for me because. My grandfather was an industrialist, and we lived in a, a huge, on a huge estate with very thick roof, very thick、uh, walls, and then huge beams. And、uh, the house did not collapse to the ground, and the thickness of the wall protected me against the uh, uh, effects of radiation. Although I was affected, it was not as、uh, intensely as it might have been if I had lived in、uh, smaller. Uh, you're one、oh, of the fortunate、yes. few. That's right. That's a rare. <coughs> Excuse me. Could,、yes. could you, perhaps as you're talking, you heard that young woman's voice before? Yes. As you are. Yes. You noticed I sort of kind of gave the、uh, baton to Mr. Kido,、yeah. and、uh, part of the reason was it's very difficult for me to b r o u g h back right into it emotionally. And, and I think. I needed to stand outside a little bit for a few minutes to、oh, kind、okay. of think about it. All right. Yes.、Uh, which, as he was talking,、okay. I was given so I can tell you some uh, things. Uh, so, yes. I think that、uh, had it been myself 10 years ago or、uh, longer, I think I would just have walked out. I don't think I would have been able to really bear it. Um, you know, this program, you mean? Well, listening to I mean, it. Listening, listening to, to it. it.、Yeah. Yes.、Uh-huh. Uh, and I would have to have a very private time all to myself for quite a、yes. while.、Uh, it is a very difficult kind of a thing emotionally、yeah. to go back to it. And, and to some extent, you have to a little bit desensitize when you're、mm-hmm. talking about it.、Uh, however,、um, uh, most of the survivors at the time did the very s- thing I was describing to you the psychic numbing. Uh, and therefore, they were able to function enough if their body was able to bring themselves out of the,、uh, the chaotic situation.、Uh, physically, it was、uh, the most horrendous, devastating sight that one would ever, uh, I'm sure, uh, the people who experienced it would be,、uh, the, uh, never again will we ever see anything like that. I was thinking,、yeah. Tammy, I know that why don't you just. 
uh, chime in whenever you feel yes. up to it. Cause I know right. this is you're recalling yes. this now yeah. publicly for the first time <coughs> on the radio for some time. And uh, the voice in the background is Masami Nakajima interpreting for Mr. Kido and the young student Yasuhira Sawa and Ann Terry's the other interpreter. I was thinking since Mr. Kido, this is to give Tammy time to to find her way of talking more about that moment. I want to ask about her mother. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Kido, you're right in the middle. But you, how old? You were a young man or a boy, young boy. <laughs> 1945. I was 19. You were 19. Can you recall, you heard the voice of your young uh, fellow Hiroshima, fellow Hibakusha. Uh, do you recall that? In your own words, remember what happened to you and your friends and others. <laughs> I was there in the army at the time, and uh, when, the, when the bomb was uh, dropped, young children were coming to the area where I was, mostly. And I remember hearing lots of voices, as we heard just now, because young children, elementary school or junior high school children were coming to us for rescue. What I, what I remember most is an agonizing scream, ask, screams asking for water. But the problem was that all, there were so many people, I mean, you couldn't possibly try to provide water for a fraction of them because but and it was just an, an impossibility and they did die so you kodomo nanbyaku toyu shitai ni ninatta no wa hakonde watashitachi wa moshite kimashita and we had to work to uh, carry these bodies and burn them cremate them in some way because they were corpses now many hundreds ima demo kodomo tachi no ano hitsuna koi wa mimi ni shikkari nokotte mas i i still can hear that those voices of the children very clearly in my mind you know, the, the atom bomb that fell on Hiroshima and Nagasaki is a, a thousandth of the power of some of the missiles today. So it will be, be a thousand Hiroshimas. Exactly. I think it would be per perhaps even worse than that. I think that human beings would, will not be able to survive. I think what would happen is that even if one were to survive, what would happen is you would be living the rest of your life from the polluted pollution of the earth, from the pollution of the atmosphere. We would continue to suffer for the rest of our lives. そのために私たちはその技術を多くの人に知ってもらおう。そして二度と核兵器を使わせないことに、ことが人間が生き延びる最大の
ことではないかというふうに思っています。My feeling is that we just simply have to tell people from our own experience what this can do, and that the greatest thing that we have to work toward is for survival, never to produce and deploy atom bombs. Sometime during this program, Mr. Kido, you and、uh, Hideko Tamura, Tommy Friedman, Tommy, well, also. Recount what happened to relatives, friends there, and also about the four, how each of the four groups is affected. But there's a young student here, Masami Nakajima,、uh, there's, who was born after the bombing of August 5th, 45. Is Masami from Hiroshima? Nasami? No, I'm not from Hiroshima. But I, Could you tell us what is happening now among the young students? Because you were one of the leaders of the anti nuclear weaponry student movement. I remember the. Students now don't have any、uh, atomic bomb experience. But what's happening now is that we're taught about Nagasaki and Hiroshima in our schools, elementary and junior high school classes. そして、広島、長崎を旅行で、学校の旅行で訪れます。そのようなことを通じながら、我々は被爆体験を聞いたり、見たりしてきました。Way,ここでというよりも、まあ、アメリカに来てそうですけれども、えー、あまりその学生こちらの学生の人々が関心が薄いように思いました。What I, what I have sensed so far is that the, the student、uh, sensitivity, the consciousness is not very high. That's what I gather. Yeah, you know, I wonder, as, as he says that, Masami, as you say that, you see, this country has never been bombed, nor has it been invaded, nor is there rubble where once planes passed through. And so the big challenge is how can people who have not suffered a similar experience be aware of the horrors of it? So, the first thing is that 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 the first thing is
What I believe is that if a w nuclear war were to take place now, that there would be no winner, and there's no way to think of a winner in a nuclear war. 当然それはアメリカにも言えると思います。And that's true. That can be applied to America too. Masami probably realized that many of the scientists, those I consider sane,、uh, agree with him. Of course, <laughs> that includes. Uh, President Eisenhower's chief science advisor, George Kistiakowsky, who is considerably older than、uh, Masami, he, he believes that, as do indeed so many. In this case, we are Our purpose for coming here beforehand, before the United Nations session takes place, is to travel with the Hibakusha, as I have been doing here, to tell the people in America about the actual experiences of Hibakusha and to join hands with the American pe pe people in the movement. What does Hibakusha mean? Hibakusha.、Uh, Mr. Kido. Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the Genshi Bagdan, the Higai Oketa, Shitobito. The word Hibakusha indicates those people who were exposed to the atomic、yeah. bomb in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And I thought there was、survived. a literal translation. Yes. Does it involve the crane, the symbol of the crane? This is the Tsuru's symbol. Hibakusha trademark. We have adopted the symbol of the crane as our trademark, so to speak.、Um, and this is a, the, the symbol that you see is a、uh, paper folded yeah, crane, among, an origami. Among the many buttons that Mr. <laughs> you know the meaning of it, don't you? When the、do. Japanese are terminally ill, if、uh, your friends can make a thousand cranes for you, you may get better. Ah, that's the idea. A thousand cranes.、Mm -hmm. yeah. And so there's a symbol of it there that、uh, Mr. Kido is wearing. And also including the meaning of praying and wanting for peace.、Yes. I thought if we just pause for a moment for a message and return, we're talking to two Hibakusha. What's plural for Hibakusha? No plural. No plural. Two Hibakusha, that is two survivors、plural. of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Hideko Tamura, and、uh, who lives here, by the way, Western suburb, who's a therapist. I'll ask you about that too, as well as、uh, Mr. Kido, Hajime Kido, and a young student leader of the anti nuclear weaponry movement, Yasuo Hirasawa of Tokyo. And two interpreters, Ann Terry and Masami Nakajima, whose voice you hear in the background. And we resume. This is in connection with the peace rally before the United Nations disarmament、uh, gathering. That's June 12th. And by the way, the, the Peace Council of Chicago and other groups, I imagine the American friends are all cooperating here.、Uh, it's having buses go round trip of 75 bucks. If you haven't got the dough, Well, you just call up six six three zero eight seven nine. I could work something out. The plane, by the way, the plane round round trip is part of this charter flight. I'm sure is one eighty, including lodging, which is as as you say, Tammy, a bargain. So we'll resume in a moment with recollections after this message. So we're resuming with memories of a 
of a moment that to us seems abstract, unfortunately, but very specific and traumatic to my guests around the table, especially Hideko Tamura, who's Tammy Friedman, married to an American living here, and uh, Hajima Kido, who was a young 19-year-old guy then. You were a very little girl then. Yes, I was uh, 11 years old. Now, you were 11. Now, perhaps... Could you recall, you said, remember we sang a song in the beginning? Yes. Mm -hmm. And you said another song came to your mind. Oh, um, this was in conjunction, not at the moment no. of this um, uh, horrendous event, but um, I, I was, as I was driving today uh, to uh, uh, be with you this morning, um, I was, of course, looking back up the time, uh, 37 years ago, and the thing that came out most was I was thinking about the time I was a few days later when I um, was by myself looking for my mother. And uh, um, this is sort of skipping what happened to me, but uh, uh, it, was a, it, it was one of the hardest things that I have ever done, going through places amongst the people who were not getting the A's um, I've heard comments made, incidentally, that when the bomb was dropped in, in Hiroshima, the surrounding communities were intact, therefore could give AIDS. And the, the painkillers and medications and food and so forth, it was, it's, nothing could be so inaccurate as, as this. Uh, we had very, very little help. Uh, it, it was just completely overwhelming to any community resources because, you know, we had very uh, depleted resources to begin with. People were barely having food to eat for themselves and, and closing themselves. And uh, even for myself, uh, I didn't even get a, a drink, a cup of tea to be held. All I had was about five grains of dried beans in my hand that I clutched for that day. Anyway, and, and I was well enough to be on my feet. And go back to what I had been saying, uh, so many people were laying on in the spaces where they could possibly, like uh, schoolyards or uh, other public places, and I was going around looking from place to place, calling for my mother and asking, if you hear, if you are there, please answer me, you know? And uh, uh, my thought, of course, was I, I would be devastated if somebody answered yes, because I wouldn't have known what to do. Uh, to help uh, anyway and uh, and yet you know a child is desperately looking for her mother and uh, to feel like I could be doing something because I felt so hopeless and helpless I I devised something in my own head and I thought I was playing sort of like a magic I thought I would sing some larabais or some songs that she loved singing. Uh, she used to sing to me. And I, I said to, in my head, God, I ask you now, I would hum these songs that she used to sing to me, and would you sort of like a by a wind carry the tune and comfort her as if she could hear it? And that's the time I was kind of remembering. And I believe it was because it was one of the hardest experiences. And Although, you know, the business of psychic numbing and desensitizing and that help people function, I remember really crying and sobbing as I was singing. That's the time I think I came back to my feelings. 
and probably in later years kind of helped me, yes. see, you know, that I didn't completely numb myself. And uh, perhaps a part of the uh, theme that came through as my uh, effort in trying to be helpful to other people and helping other people with their pains. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, um, do, you, do you remember the song? Well, there were several ones. Um, if, if you want me to, I'll, oh, I'll sing it for her again, all right? <laughs> and if uh, any of you remember the songs, you help me too. You, you, you sing it for my mother again, will you? Uh, one was uh, uh, about um, uh, going through a uh, Kamakura beach. You know, Kamakura is filled with Japanese histories all through the years. And my mother and That's I a used beach to... Near here. It, 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 it's a beach near Tokyo, you know. Okay. We were from Tokyo, although we happened to be in Hiroshima yeah. at the time. Uh, and we used to walk along that beach and bathe and collect seashells. And it had lots of memories, and I thought she would kind of like that. Okay. It goes like this. Song goes back mm, to remember. Beautiful song. That's yeah. the one you were the 11 year old girl. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I take a familiar song, Mr. Tito knows that yes, too. Yes. Huh? Did you find your mother? No. Uh, she, she is still listed among the missing, although uh, my father ran into a woman who uh, thought that she knew where my mother might have fallen. Uh, my mother had to be with the uh, um, a group of the uh, the people of the black group. You know, we had what was called Tonarigumi. The neighborhood black groups were uh, organized, and uh, because there was a mass evacuation uh, in the city blocks, you know, the certain blocks had to evacuate. There was no no choice about staying, perhaps, or they just had to move. Mm -hmm. And so there were empty houses all over. And uh, they had to be taken down because it was fire hazard, you know, for incendiary bombs. It would just simply burn. And my mother, um, uh, uh, from our family, was the one who had to go. So she left uh, like 7.30 in the morning. And the location where she was was very close to the center of the explosion. But um, she was in a, a, a building watching after, I understand, uh, lunches for the people who were outside. And uh, when the bomb exploded, this woman was not too far from her. And uh, she, the, the women had uh, small children, and she just bent over to protect her children. My mother, uh, with a flash, put her uh, hands over her ears and then ran inside. And then she saw the concrete falling on my mother. And it, this uh, tale was told to my father about a week, uh, excuse me, about a month after uh, the, uh, the explosion. And it's, it's prob most likely that the sh she also died. But my father went back to the place where she took her. She thought it was close to the building where they were. And he said there were a number of remains. But uh, they were either uh, uh, you know, burned or uh, changed so much that it was very uh, difficult to tell which one might have been. So he collected a little bones from each remains and brought home, and uh, we kind of buried this as my mother. Mr. Kido, I know you've been listening to to Tammy. I suppose your your own. What about your family or friends? 
家族は私は名古屋ですのであの家族で一人も犠牲者は出していないわけですが従ってあの私のおったところの戦友がその後の消息は全然分かっておりません。ただあの私たちのおるところへ避難してきた人々何千という数の人たちですがもう8月7日翌日ぐらいだと思いますがもうやけどしたところから宇治川へいて。But the thousands of people who came to the place where I was at the time, from about the next day, I would say from about the 7th of August,、uh, thousands of maggots would infest their wounds, their injuries.、ね、And as the maggots would squirm on the surface of these injuries, it was very painful for these survivors. そして兵隊さん取ってくれ取ってくれって言ってあの叫ぶんですが us, 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 ほとんど全身にうじが湧いてますので bodies, 一人の軍人でその何百というその負傷者のうじを取ることは不可能です。そしてあの軍員に相談をしまして、もう病院の薬はなくなってましたので、これをどうしたらいいんだというのを聞きました。まあ、軍医はもうやむを得ないから、その食塩水で消毒しようと。You know, we can't possibly do anything, so we should sterilize it with、uh, salt water, sterilize their wounds with salt water. So we boiled water in a large pot and put in a whole、uh, jug full of salt. And そして。名古屋から兵隊で行った人間ですから言葉がわからないものでで毛が触れたと思ってしっかりせんかちってしかりつけとったんです。そして兵隊さんも言ってましたみんな死んできました。Then shortly they died.
しかし、彼らの母親が被爆者でした。彼らはあまり体は強くありません。The second generation hibakusha that I'm thinking of now is a person who is not very strong. He's not, he's sort of weak in his own constitution. And there is also some social discrimination in Japan against hibakusha, second generation hibakusha as well. What I mean is in terms of marriage, and uh, employment opportunities, there is the discrimination against them. You mean there is discrimination uh, in, in marriage because of the fear that perhaps it might be genetic? Is that the point? So That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know a number of them, so physically they've been affected, the second generation. But there, but there is employment discrimination too? そうですね。うん、that's and there are many among them who don't want it known that they are hibakusha. So it affects a society in every way, doesn't it? Physically, health, socially, politically, in every way. Yeah. あの、mm-hmm. That's right. 
それはあの一つも前進しない。My own feeling is that、uh, it's really it doesn't really help to advance the cause when you, when you hide the fact that you're a hibakusha. That this is something that you have to try to reflect upon and get away from. You say that also there are young, young Japanese children who don't know about this. You say who don't know about this? そうですね。Yes, that's right. 原爆が落とされたことを知らない子どもも日本にはいます。Sure, there are children in Japan who don't know about the atomic bombings. Now I was thinking of several things come to my mind. Something that、uh, Tammy said about psychic numbing. It's a phrase used by the American psychiatrist who was there, Robert J. Lifton, when he visited Hiroshima. Psychic numbing. What, what do you, how would you describe it? I, I think it happens in the immediate situation as well as a prolonged、uh, period of time when something is very devastating to your system.、Uh, you're in a shock, and in order for your senses to function, it has to be somewhat desensitized. So you, you might feel dazed, and then you may be moving、uh, automatically, practically. Uh, with simply the instinct to survive, but you may not have uh, uh, felt as if you were in a real situation. You feel like as if something, this, I can't believe what's happening to me, but you're functioning. And then you remember as if you're looking at a, a, a television, something detached outside of your very subjective feeling senses. So that has to do then with suppressing. Yeah, and detaching yourself and detaching from the、yourself. impact of the feelings. It's an unhealthy、feelings. kind of thing. Yes.、Mm-hmm. To be detached completely. Yeah. To survive. Yeah.、Well, yeah. Unhealthy at the same time to survive without, I suppose,、uh, going crazy. That's right. That's right. Mr. Tito, does that ring a bell to you? That phrase, that idea, that emotion? <laughs> Did you experience that? You've been in the middle of the battle, I understand that. I don't know. What happened to me was that I, didn't, I couldn't and didn't think of myself as transporting corpses when I was going through that task of cre- cremating them, but that I was just carrying. An object, something. So, that's why I'm going to show you this. So, how I, I was thinking about, well, okay, today I carried X number of corpses. This is what I did today. This is how objectively I felt about it. So, that's why I'm going to show you this. 気の毒だとかいう気持ちはもう全然どっかへ飛んでしまいます。What happened was that any sense of sympathy or、um, uh, pathos about what's happened to these human beings, that was just blown away somewhere. I was just, just doing the task. それから正常な意識に戻るまでには相当長い期間が必要でした。And I needed a very long, pretty long period of time in order to return to a sort of normal state. I know that、uh, Tammy, you work as a therapist too. In your work as a therapist, did you 
did you also deal with people who had this experience? Uh, there is a commonality in the uh, uh, consequences or the effects of a survival experience, survival over a death encounter, so that I have uh, been able to help not great many, uh, large population, because these are rare cases, but in different circumstances when people had the survival experience over a death encounter. Uh, and it actually includes a large, uh, actually, when you think of, for instance, like someone losing, uh, you know, parents, children uh, by a drastic incident uh, or uh, maybe by terminal illness and having a terribly difficult time, I've been able to uh, work very effectively uh, at helping these people. Yeah. You know, before I went on the air, you said something about there was a period of, and I suppose the key to this, a period of a survivor, you experiencing guilt. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. um, I understood intellectually uh, from many uh, researchers that. Um, uh, one of the ways that uh, we integrate our, this kind of experiences um, is taking over some feeling of guilt for having survived while others died in a, a, a terrible way. And um, I guess I was no exception. I, I had a feeling of guilt. I had a, uh, quite a core depression about that for a long, long time. but. Um, in sorting these feelings out, it was not until quite many years later I truly understood by my body feelings why I was feeling guilty. And uh, the way I found out the contents of my feeling of guilt was through experience of uh, hypnosis. I had learned uh, this mode of treatment uh, <coughs> some time ago, and one of the ways I tested how effective or helpful it might be was to use it on myself. And I went through a hypnosis, hypnotized myself, and uh, relived uh, the time of uh, the event of uh, Hiroshima explosion. And at that time, rather than remembering it as if on, uh, I'm seeing it on a stage or some screen and, and hearing only uh, really very loud sounds like exploding omniscient dump or, uh, you know, I began to hear smaller voices and uh, uh, smaller sounds that I heard in the background calling for help that I hadn't really heard. And uh, I saw more things back coming back more vividly than my actual recollection at the time. And then I was able to say truly, this was why I felt guilty. And that I can really say it was very, very sad that I wasn't able to help them. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kido, Mr. Kido, does what uh, Tammy say. Does that ring a bell with you? These feelings that she had. So you, so you koto ano yapari kanji masne. Yes, certainly. So you naka kara yahari watashi wa ano nakunatta hitobito ga sono ikinokotta mono ni wareware no shi o mudani shinai de jinrui ga 
幸福に生きられるためにその事実を伝えて世界から核兵器をなくしてくれとそのために僕たちは生き残ったんだというふうに考えるようになりました。私もあの中島君と一緒にこう来たわけですがあの非常に快く迎えていただいてまたこちらの運動の話も聞かせていただいて非常にあの勇気づけられました。I have come here with Mr. Nakajima, so we've been here the same length of time. But as I have、uh, been talking with people, meeting with groups, I have found that there is a lot to be encouraged about. They have helped to encourage our cause, and many people have welcomed us. Of course, Tammy, you live here. You,、yes. you live in a western suburb. Yes, ma'am. What's been your. Tell me, what about your、uh, suburbanites, fellow suburbanites?、Uh, well, <laughs> you mean in relation to. About this, uh, uh, any reaction whenever you bring up the subject? I, I, I must make a confession, Stas. I have not been active in any form、yeah. of a,、uh, a peace movement, and, and the reason for that is, is that it has been really very painful and, and difficult for me. It takes my emotional toll,、mm-hmm. so that I'm not very open to discussing. Yeah.、Uh, something happened to me, I think. This time, when I was asked to participate in the media、uh, in sharing my experience, I, for some reason, said yes. And, and this is for the very first time uh, uh, that I you know, discussed so closely. I have been on another show, so I have been, I spoke at Rockefeller Chapel yesterday. I've never done this in so close a time, discussing and sharing my experiences. And, and I, I hope it's all right for me to also include. I'm not doing this. Some people seem to have felt that I'm discussing my experience in the indictment of some politicians or some policies. I'm not doing this for that. Uh, I, I'm neither for nor against any of the political leaders. I think the、uh, military stu- strategists have their own grounds and so forth and whatnot. 
What I like to say is that I want everyone to have as much full information so that when you take the grounds of being a military strategist and do what they have to do, know that you can be responsive for that decision and know that the consequences would be this. If they're fully aware on the basis of the information we can pass on to you and can decide for it, all right, you know, that's your decision. You go with it, but you are fully informed and you are responsive to yourself and to your own descendants for the decisions you make. And I'm not indicting anyone. You're asking, of course, fair enough. You're asking yeah. people to know That's right. what it's like. Yes. And so we hear from yes. you your experiences yes. and from yes. Mr. Keto yes. his experiences. Yes. And the assumption is there's a fellow human That's right. who can, by just use of his imagination, yes. Yes. Not brilliant, just imagination. Yes. yes. Simple and imagination. I heard something wonderful last night Understand. that one of the scientists said if, you know, if we worked for the peace like we worked for the uh, building of the nuclear arms that was used, you know, the deadlines, let's now get all the talents and abilities together and work on the peace. Well, that's what yeah. uh, this round table would call this, this gathering here and what the New York June 12th rally is all about. Perhaps just, you know, as you're talking, remember you opened with a song you sang? Since we're talking about a life wish as against a death wish, certainly another children's song, you remember your way to close this program. Uh, before that, just to remind the audience that the bus is going to this huge, probably the greatest peace rally in our time, uh, June 12th in New York. It's 75 bucks round trip, and if you have on the dough, you call the Peace Council, they'll work something out. And there's a plane trip, 180 round trip, including lodgings, 6630879 is the number to call. I'll save that number. And so, what's a way to uh, you, Tammy, Hideko, Tamura, Friedman, to Mr. Hajime Kido, to Masami Nakajima, and uh, to Ann Terry, of course, thank you. And Yasa Hirasawa, thank you all five very much here under the auspices of the Chicago Peace Council. And you can add a million and a half church groups as well in feeling and neighborhood groups. And is there a song that comes to your mind even though you... And we'll close with, we'll close with this song. What is, what is the Japanese word? What is the Japanese... And what is the Japanese word for, for peace? We have a song that uh, is, is a peace song in Japan, which, and the words are basically that we are not ever going to repeat, allow a nuclear bomb to be repeated. So we'll hear that song now. We'll try to sing it for you. From a very improvised choir. What's the word for peace, Anne? Heiwa. Heiwa. Ladies and gentlemen, and now Arimasuka? the song. Ah, ここ, ここ. Yeah. Let me prepare for it here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah.